everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. This is Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors, because I've noticed that people that have consistent success in their lives apply those four pillars to their lives. And as I'm going through my journey, sharing that with you, along with amazing conversations like today of people that apply those aspects to their life, how they do so, so that maybe you could pick up on a couple things and add that to your way of having a more happy, healthy, and successful life, because that's what I want for you. So today, we've got an amazing guest, Alex Tucker. You might know him on Instagram as Tuck World. He does amazing photography. It's something that has almost got me wanting to get into this. Between him and a couple of the other guys I've had on the podcast and some upcoming guests, they just, it's amazing to me their each individual touch on photography. I love it. I uh, love seeing their styles. Definitely go check him out. I'll leave links down below to his Instagram and any other pages he has. Um, but before we get into that conversation, guys, I definitely want to let you know and give you a personal invitation to come join me over at Redbeard's Fit Crew and First Form Outdoors page, both of them on Facebook. There's great things coming, guys, with First Form Outdoors. I've loved being a part of it so far with this growth that we've been having there, along with Redbeard's Fit Crew. Amazing people in the group. With Redbeard's Fit Crew, it's a little bit more personalized, private group on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, shoot me an email. My email's down below. I'd love to have you in on the weekly calls that we do and help you just get better at your fitness, nutrition, pursuing Again, happier, healthier, more successful life. So with that, come join us. I'd love to have you over there. And now we're going to get into this great conversation that I had with a good friend of mine. He's become a fast friend. Again, love his photography. His skills with the camera are just amazing. Here is Alex or Tuck World. All right. Got an awesome guest for you guys today. He is a wizard with the camera or at least is becoming a wizard with the camera. I think he's a wizard with the camera, but we got Alex Tucker here or Tuck World. You might know him on Instagram. Um, he's with the DNA boys, the DNA archery crew. And uh, well, I guess before I go into in much more, what do you want the people to know about you? Who who are you, Alex? Uh, well, I, first off, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, man, not, nothing too crazy. I mean, I'm just a typical guy. Uh you know, I didn't really get into bow hunting until recently. I wouldn't even really say that I'm too uh, deep and involved into it. It's more of like the aspect of just being in out the outdoors and being able to create content and uh, kind of just be able to tell a story. That's that's kind of what I've been leaning towards more recently once I did pick up a camera. Um, you know, I think like a lot of other people, I kind of dove into bow hunting once COVID hit. And, and that seems like just so many people got into it around that time. But, uh, you know, once I picked up the camera, I would say my really more my passions for the outdoor space kind of shifted more from, hey, I want to go hunting all the time to more. I, I want to be around my buddies, you know, be able to capture something on the lens and kind of just like tell a story. Um, I'm not sure if you pay attention to too much of the stuff that I post on Instagram, but it's kind of diving into different topics or subjects now um so i'm kind of just trying to get myself yeah. out there with the camera and uh man i just enjoy it being able to tell a story with it and uh you know kind of go from there but 
Yeah, man, that, that's that's me. I'm 28 years old. Uh, I live in Austin, Texas. Um, I work in the, uh, you know, I work in electronics, like semiconductors, mainly for a large distributor. Um, and then that's kind of what I just do in my free time, man. That's my hobbies. That's what makes me happy. So I'm glad I picked it up and I'm glad I found it. it took me a while to find it, but I finally found it. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's cool when you find something that finally clicks and, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, you're, you're young, just like me. I mean, you know, I remember, I remember when I used to think 30 was old, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. when my, when my <laughs> uncle hit 30 and I was like, man, he's such an old guy, like 30 years old. What the heck? Might as well be a grandpa. Now I'm 30 and I'm like, I just feel like I'm getting started, man. My twenties and teens, it's like, that was nothing. But, uh, no, I yeah, hear you. That, that's cool. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, I should, I used to think 30 was pretty old and now I'm like 28 and, you know, I'm a, you know, I turned 29 in May, uh, which is still a ways away, but it's just like, damn, you know, I'm kind of running up to 30 now too. And I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, I'm kind of just now getting my life started. Like I finally just found my career and, you know, I started my, with this company that I work for now back in like, uh, 2018, so I was like 25 at the time, whenever I started 24, 25. Um, and man, it's just like, you don't really think it's going to work out how it's supposed to. You're like, oh man, by the time I'm 25, I'm sure I'll have a wife and kid, you know, like you think about that stuff whenever you're younger. And then now, right now I'm like, dude, I can't even, I'm, I'm just trying to get all my stuff straightened out before I even <laughs> have time to think about that. The key, the key is to, before you get your career, get a family, then you don't have, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. If you're not ready, don't, don't, you know, I'll, I'll never tell people to, to have kids cause it's um, unless they want them. Right. You know, and I'll, I'll never look at someone that doesn't have kids or doesn't have a family and think, well, what's wrong with you? Cause to me, I'm like that. It's just different. You know, like for me, yeah. when, when I grew up, uh, or when I grew up, when I'm still growing up, um, when I was, when I was younger though, like I just knew there was like two or three things that I knew for a fact I was going to do. Um, one of them was be a dad. And, and so, you know, that was just, that was like ingrained in me and mm -hmm. almost, you know, part of my DNA. And so for me, it was just a no brainer. Like, you know, I went on, I went and served a mission for my church for two years, came back from Mexico. I went right back into college and got married and, uh, ended up being insta dad. Cause my wife had a couple kids before we got married. And, um, you know, for me, it doesn't phase me, but for some people I could see like that being a big deal, you know, and, yeah. uh, it, it's to each his own, to be honest with you, cause you're going to do things that, that I'll never be able to do because I chose this other path and there is no right or wrong. It's just, what are you looking to do with your life? You know? Yeah, man. And and I think right now, like I'm still just so it's going to sound bad, but I'm still just so selfish with my time. I love being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, both of my sisters already have kids, you know, they both have a, a, both have a son and a daughter. And I always joke with my mom and I'm like, you just got to prepare yourself for it because I'm going to be an old dad. I'm going to be like 60 years old whenever they graduate high school. <laughs> I'm like, I enjoy my free time way too much. But I mean, who knows? You know, things can always change. But yeah, man, I, it sounds bad whenever I say it, or at least I think it does. But man, I'm just so selfish with my time still. You know, I'm still trying to figure out like who I am as a person. And, you know, it takes some time. You know, some people just take a little bit longer. Some people want to hop into, you know, being a father, like you said. And, you know, I'm still 
kind of just figuring myself out as I go along, but we'll get there one day, but right now is not the time. <laughs> so, so long story short, ladies is accepting applications. No, <laughs> no, uh, that that's awesome, man. You know, and, and honestly, I, I do love that. I love, I love sitting back and looking at how everyone contributes to whether you want to call it the industry, social media, um, the outdoor space, whatever you want to call it. I, I kind of hate the, the stigma that it gets when you say industry, but you know, being in the outdoors world and sharing the stories, like what you were saying with your photography, there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't be able to do if you had kids. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not able to do because I have kids. I'm only willing to, and even like my wife, I'm, I'm super blessed and she will, she will hands down, take the kids whenever. But even on this eight, I guess it was almost nine days that I was out there, you know, about halfway through, I start miss, I started missing my kids. Oh yeah. And, and that's a whole nother weight you know, on, on someone when you're, when you're out there by yourself, you know, and you're so used to the normal routine of, you know, I get to, I'm going to hold my daughter and read her a book or even just hold her and talk to her about her day before she goes to sleep. And you don't get that after five or six days, you almost go through withdrawals. It's kind of weird to hear, but like, you know, things like that, or even the arguments that I have with my, my seven-year-old son, you know, uh, I kind of miss those (laughs) (laughs) just things like that, you know, but again, it's, it's things that that you, I guess you just everyone looks at life differently, and I love seeing the different avenues that people take in their lives, you know, and and how they can contribute in their own way. Because again, you're going to contribute in a different way than than I will um, for many different reasons. And uh, but either way, I, we're kind of going off on this tangent. I didn't even think about you know before no, before the podcast yeah. here, but but then uh, that's cool. So so let's talk about. You just barely picked up a bow. Um, I I picked up my bow in 2019, so just before COVID. Okay. Um, I was into hunting before that, but I was like, yeah, you know, I like rifles. It's cool, but, like, I also like the challenge, and I'm okay with failing. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I need, I need something a little <laughs> bit more. Nothing, again, nothing against rifle hunters at all. Nothing at all. Um, I just, for me, I wanted to push myself a little bit further then, you know, just being able to pick up my rifle every six months and, you know, be able to sling lead downrange. So, um, it's what got you, I guess, into shooting a bow. I mean, what, what attracted you to that at all? Man. So, uh, so, you know, the whole team that we have, uh, that I'm working with, you know, Derek, Nick, and then myself, Alex, just for anybody who didn't know, it's, it's an acronym, uh, DNA archery for Derek, Nick, and Alex, um, And then obviously it ties into, you know, everybody kind of has this natural instinct or it's built within them to, to want to hunt. I think most people are, you know, they're, they're, they're interested in it, sorry, interested in it, even if they don't really want to admit it. Um, So that's kind of how it tied into it. But uh, man, I think, I, I think I watched this video and I talked about this on another podcast and it was like a bodybuilder trying to pull back a 70 pound bow and he couldn't do it. And, and I've always been pretty into fitness. I mean, I'm not like crazy into it, but I've always been very consistent with it since I was about 18 years old. And, um, and I was like, wow, this guy can't pull back a, a 70 pound bow. And I was just thinking of like, whenever I'm rowing weight at the gym, I was like, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard, you know? And then my buddy, Derek, who I've been friends with for a while now, um, he, uh, he, he went to a hunting lease and, you know, he would, he was a rifle hunter, but he did bow hunt sometimes. And so I was like, Hey, do you ever bow hunt out there? And he's like, man, I've only done it once out there, but I usually rifle hunt. 
And I was like, if I got a bow, would you want to start bow hunting? Because I just want, you know, it just seemed like something cool to get into. I don't know if it was because movies or, you know, that video. And then obviously I, I'm a basic bro. So I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and he'll talk <laughs> about it and stuff. And it's probably where you saw it. I think it was Cam Haynes had his, his 80 or 90 pound bow and he had a bodybuilder go out there with him and he wasn't able to pull the bow back. Yeah, that that could have been it. I, I could have been so fresh to it that like Cam like Cam Haynes. I had no idea who that even was. I'm sure if if that was the video that I watched, but um, it just seems so interesting to me and like so primal. And I was like, screw it, let me just go try it out. So I went to uh, Academy and bought like a little starter, like four hundred and fifty dollar bow. And then once I started shooting it and like going out hunting with Derek, I mean, we weren't successful because we were like brand new to it. Um, I mean, I'm, I still wouldn't even say I'm like that successful of a bow hunter, but you know, I've harvested four animals since. That's awesome. Yeah, Wait, since you're saying COVID. you went out the first year and you didn't get anything? No. <laughs> what? Well, no, like, I did so that. Instagram and oh, yeah. YouTube lies about how easy yeah. it is. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did that fall. I, I shot my first whitetail that fall. Um, so it was like March that we first went out there because I remember the first time we ever went out to the hunting lease. Um, it's like a 1600 acre hunting lease that he's on. We went out there and we just sat out there. And I remember a fox like walked right by us around uh, whenever the sun was going down that first night. And I remember just thinking that was so cool. I've never been that close to, you know, a legit wild creature because it's all low fence out there. You know, they're all hopping over fences, going through fences, all that bunch of property out there. Um, and then I just really got into it. And then like an idiot like most people i ended up spending too much money on it <laughs> so that i think it was like that june i went out and bought like a matthews vxr i was like i'm just gonna dive into this full throttle and just get like the best of the best of what it is right now because i can tell i'm gonna stick with this for a while um and then i ended up getting my first white tail with that bow that fall but uh i mean it was just such an interesting thing I, it just clicked with me immediately like hey this is something i want to do for the rest of my life i mean i don't think i'm going to be just so obsessed with it where it's like oh i'm going on 15 hunts a year different states kind of thing um i always tell people that i think i'm always going to be kind of a whitetail hunter just because with the dynamic of my life and how i like to live that's that's probably predominantly going to be what i do um if i ever do go out west with our buddies to be honest i I'm, I want to have the camera in my hand more than I want to have a bow. Um, and that's just kind of hard for some people to grasp, but that's just kind of what matters to me more is, is being able to kind of capture that story for them. And, and just being able, like, I get goosebumps whenever I make a cool edit or something like on my Lightroom. like if I'm editing something and I make it look awesome, I'm like, God, oh, that looks so cool, man. And I, it just gets me more excited than actually bow hunting in my opinion, but I, I kind of get the best of both worlds with it. So it's kind of nice. That's awesome. No, I like it, man. Yeah. And again, just kind of going back to that earlier discussion we had, like everyone, you, there's different things that click with each and every individual. And, and for some people it's photography for some people, it's, you know, it's actually going out and hunting some people. I mean, there's killers out there that just, they don't share a thing. They don't even know what social media is or they do, but they don't use it you know? Yeah. And yeah. they, they get an elk every year. They get deer every year. They get whatever it is. Every single time they go out, they don't care about sharing it because they genuinely are passionate about that one thing, you know? And 
And there's things that like for you, what you were saying, where, I mean, you're not sitting there in front of a big crowd making these edits and getting the praise for it. Right. You know, you're making the edit and you enjoy it before you even put it out there for anyone else to like it or not like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that's super important for people to understand is that there's going to be things like when we got married, my wife enjoyed running. I'm like, you're crazy. (laughs) Like, why would you enjoy running? But some people, they enjoy that. And then they look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, hey, let's go spend an hour lifting weights. They're like, why, why would you do that? Yeah. So yeah. It, it just, it, it's cool to me to see all the different, you know, like the, the different things that people enjoy and genuinely enjoy. They don't just get into it to, to get praise from other people, but they actually enjoy it themselves. If no one else was around, they'd still be doing what they're doing. And it seems like photography is a big one of those things for you um, that you just seem to really enjoy, you know, and then you just happen to share it with other people around you. Yeah. And the and the good dynamic about it, too, is that, uh, you know, obviously I, I work alongside Nick and Derek a lot. And Nick is just so I feel like everybody just brings something so great to the table and everybody kind of molded into what they're best at. So, you know, Derek, he does like data science like software crap and and all this stuff so he understands like the analytics of what we're trying to do on our on our website and you know how we need to process orders and all that and then nick is just like such a spokesman type of guy and then for me it's like oh i want to be behind the camera (laughs) i don't i don't really want to do like too much i mean you know every now and then it's like hey snap snap a photo of me kind of doing my thing just so my whole social media presence isn't just product photography and like me taking pictures of other people and stuff but i feel like like we all kind of just molded into perfectly what we need to bring to the table to help support one another um and you know it just it's it's funny how it all kind of works out because at first i was like oh i want to do this this and this with hunting and i want to be able to take you know go out on an elk hunt and all this stuff and then it transitions to where i'm like dude, to be honest, I don't even really care that much about shooting an elk, but I care about watching somebody else shoot an elk. And then I just get all the content for it. It's kind of weird how it it just like totally flipped once I realized that, you know, I can do some things with that camera. So there's still so much that I need to learn from it as well. Um, Like nothing is more frustrating to me than whenever I take a picture and then I uploaded it, upload it to my Lightroom, And then I look at it and I'm like, shit, this looks terrible. You know, <laughs> or like that just happened the other day. I did an interview um, with uh, my tattoo artist and everything looked fine on my camera. And then I bring it back. I uploaded it to my Lightroom, And then I realized the focus of it is on his arms and not on his face. And I was so pissed because it's like, now I need to go back and meet up with them again and we need to redo this whole thing again, you know? So it, it yeah, it's just kind of funny how we all just molded into what kind of works best to support one another. So it, it's, it's been a pretty cool process. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I was, uh, so we went out to, um, that's it. It was like a night, it's called the night lights event, but where you, you let those balloons off, um that are full of air full of like they're flaming whatever paper balloons things that you let up in the air and my wife and i went and uh and this this lady came up to me she was like hey so your wife said you're really good at taking pictures can you help me out with my camera and i'm like uh i just use my iphone like (laughs) 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 like, like you know and uh and so she handed me like her sony i think it was an a it was an 
86 thousand or whatever yeah and i was like looking at him like that's a lot of buttons <laughs> yeah <laughs> like... <laughs> man yeah you can dive real deep into it like whenever i first started man i had to look up uh like youtube videos for specific things that i was trying to do with my camera um and it took me a real long time to get all my settings properly set up but i think i gotta kind of have them tweaked to what i like it right now so i don't have to mess with too much but uh yeah i mean i've just I it's taken me so long to figure it out and I shoot an icon and then other people are like dude you need to shoot a cannon like the coloring on the cannons are freaking awesome the coloring is great on them but it's like dude I don't want to completely relearn a camera because <laughs> I've already got this bad boy figured out if I upgrade it's going to be with Nikon so Nikon gang baby <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask so that was one of the questions I actually got from Instagram was uh why Nikon you know I you know for me it's funny because and I'm sure I, eventually I'm going to get a camera and it'll be yeah. one of those, it, it'll be a smaller one, but something for, you know, the podcast here, I'm getting some better photos while I'm out. Um, and, and just, you know, content basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I tried to carry one around. I didn't like it. Um, and I think it was cause it was a little bit bigger and I'm just not ready to drop thousands of dollars on that. I'd rather go buy another bow and some rifles or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, as far as cameras go, like what, so you obviously you're a Nikon guy, but the difference between Sony, Canon, and Nikon is it like Sig and Glock for pistols, or uh, you know, like Christensen Arms and uh, whatever the other custom rifle is, or uh, Matthews and Hoyt? Like, is it similar to that where there's just slight preferences based on the photographer? Yeah. Um, so, man, it's it's. I almost want to just give you an easy answer and compare it to like bow model bow manufacturers now mm -hmm. like it's it's all just they're all going to be great cameras like if you if you're coming out with or if you're interested in buying like one of their newer models uh you know they're all going to be great cameras so it can change based off like shutter speed and fs F, sorry fps um like their capabilities and low light and things like that so right now i'm still shooting a nikon z5 which is kind of like a starter camera um and one thing that's holding me back with just this camera. So I love all the capabilities of everything on it besides my FPS, my shutter speed on it, and then my my low light settings. So I can't really shoot whenever we're out in the morning. Um, I can't really get any good photography because it's going to be real grainy. And that's just the capabilities of my camera at this moment. You're going to find that even with Sony, Canon, like older older models because you know the z5 is still a little bit of an older model like they have the z6 the z6 ii z7 z7 ii and then now the z9 which is like i think that's like a seven thousand dollar camera which i'm not about to drop money for um <laughs> if i'm if i'm going to upgrade which i want to i'm probably going to go to the z7 too just because it has better fps settings um better video settings things like that so you really just need to cater kind of to what you're looking for um if you want to base it base it more on videography, maybe look at its capabilities for uh, video. Like you want to get something that's 4K as opposed to 2160p like my Z5 is. So I still can upgrade to better video capabilities, which I want to do. But it all kind of just depends. Um, me personally, I feel like Sony's are pretty good for videography. And then getting your color to pop, I feel like it's going to be a Canon. And then... And the Nikon, like 
like I've said, it's just I don't want to change it up and I want to keep it to what I know. So I'm going to stick with the Nikon. But Nikons are great too, man. Like you're, you're going to find a great camera in all of them. Um, I would say the best thing to do is type in on YouTube five best cameras 2022 or something. And then you'll, you'll get all of them. Like they'll even dive into like Fuji film. And I think there's another one that's like Lumix or something like that. I can't quite remember the name of it, but they're, they're kind of coming up on the rise too. Um, But man, they're all great cameras. You kind of just got to figure out what's best for you, but also your lens is very important as well. Um, You want to, you want a lens that's going to have a real low aperture so you can get that natural light in, um, Man, like a big thing that's holding people back with their cameras is going to be their lens primarily, I would say. And then those are just so expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the other thing too, is like, you know, I had a little point and shoot camera when I was in high school. Um, it was a little red one that like, you know, fits in your pocket. Yeah. And uh iPhones are probably better than that now. So um, you know, I yeah, for my purposes, you know, I that's why I just kind of stick with my iPhone because you know, I just, I don't need it for all that extra. And and if I dove yeah. down that rabbit hole, man, oh my goodness, my family would never see me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you jump down the rabbit hole, and then you start buying stuff that you think you really need and you don't really need it. Like, I think I was just talking about that the other day on my story that my favorite lens is a 40 millimeter two aperture. And it's this tiny little lens, man. It sticks out maybe an inch and a half off my camera. Mm-hmm. And then I have a prime lens that goes from 28 millimeters up to 70 millimeters. And it's a 2.8 aperture. And dude, that lens is like, I mean, it's a prime lens. So it's a really great lens. So if mm-hmm. you take something from a distance, you can still zoom in and crop it. And it's going to have all that great quality on it. But man, that that lens is like $2,300. And this little mm. 40 millimeter two aperture lens is like $250. And mm like the type of photography that I like to do, it's like, man, I can't even really tell a difference between these two. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and I've rarely am shooting anything that low at 28 millimeters. And then I'm rarely shooting anything that far out into 70 millimeters. So like mm. 40 millimeters is kind of the sweet spot almost for activity photography slash videography. In my opinion, um, if I were to ever dive deep into like a crazy lens, it'd be like a zoom lens where I can go up to like 500 millimeters and take, you know, badass shots of an animal mm-hmm. or something, you know, out in the back country. Like One that would be like this to... long. It's like, a yeah. And it's going to be yeah. so heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you have to have a tripod for that or you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, man. That's uh and they have like their own handle and oh yeah, they're like, they're like 10 grand a pop. Yeah. That's uh... yeah. Those are, yeah. Those are no joke, man. They're the price of a car pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I, I think the pictures they take are cool, but, uh, man, that would, no, that would, that would kill me. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it too, is like how long before they make an even better lens than that? What, what's it take five years or something? Then you're like, shit, I got to sell this yeah. and get a, get a brand new lens. Technology and... related is probably close. I mean, even shorter than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You just... get a new, you get like, for example, I'm sure the cameras upgrade every year, just like, just like iPhones do, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's well, yeah. the good thing is that the lens are inter, you know, the lenses that they use on them are interchangeable for a few mm. years. Uh, at least it seems I'm still pretty new to all of it, but like the Z series, I believe with a Nikon started at the five and now it's at the Z nine. Mm-hmm. And if you have any older lenses or sorry, lenses before the Z mount where your lens connects to your camera, like, did you have to buy like an adapter for it? That's like $300 and mm. 
Yeah. So you're, you're kind of limited, man. So they, they make sure that you stay updated with everything, mm -hmm. just like all technology, man. They're just trying to keep getting that consumable money from you and keep that consumables business going. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can always picture with things like that, like with cars too, cause they can make cars that lasted, you know, for forever and they don't because they've got to keep you hooked. Right. Um, and it, it, it's the beauty and the, the downfall of basically capitalism, free market, but at the same time, um, it's awesome because it, it pushes that innovation, right? I just wish the innovation would last longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even, I, it feels like we're more in the, uh, you know, industrial stage now than ever. I mean, it feels like we're progressing way faster than back then. Or I don't even know if industrial is the right word for that. Like the, the way technology is moving is just so crazy. So I, cause I grew up in that time frame. you know, where we're like, we played outside as kids and then cell phones kind of became a thing as I was in, you know, mm -hmm. my middle school, high school years and stuff. So it's like I've evolved with the technology almost in a way. Yeah. So it's like, I know how to do all of it, but I'm probably not as smart as like a 12 year old with, with a TV or iPad. Like last night I was just watching the football game on my tablet. Cause I was like, I don't even feel like trying to figure out how to get this <laughs> app on my TV. Dude. I was like, I'm too lazy for that crap, dude. <laughs> you need to go back to, to one of those. Um, was it a, a Nikon phone or not Nikon? I've got Nikon on the mind. The uh, Nokia. The oh, yeah. Nokia block phone that you yeah, had to type you out every letter. You know, you yeah. want C, you have to go A, B, C. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, that was my first way of typing. So you guys be blessed, man, because it's hard trying to flirt with a girl on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think autocorrect's bad. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Or you're trying to do the T9. What was that the T9 when that came out where it like predicted your text? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Where you could you could have certain ones set up and you're like, you're like looking at the teacher, but under your desk, you're trying to type, you know, and you've kind of got it memorized. Like yeah. kids will never understand that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I would have been screwed in college if I didn't have a smartphone. I'll say that right now because mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I sat in the back a little bit and sometimes had to look stuff up. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I would have been in trouble, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, uh, so man, so we kind of went down the, the photography and, and, you know, I, again, I love the idea that every photographer does it for different reasons. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, my grandpa's one where he used to try and get me into the cameras and, uh, he takes pictures, but he doesn't ever share them. Obviously he just keeps them for himself. And yeah. that's something that he really enjoyed doing so that he could have those, those memories. I think it was, a. it also had to do with the fact that it was cool technology, um, and that he could, I mean, he obviously grew up without real cameras, you know? Um, and so being able to, to see that technology evolve and, um, I, I mean, he used to try and talk to me about it all the time. Yeah. You'd probably love have conversations with him cause he's, you know, he still laughs at me cause I take pictures with my iPhone. He's like, you're still using that phone. You need to get a camera, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's so cool, man. Um, and then, you know, with, with bow hunting, uh, you know, you mentioned wanting to to stick more towards whitetail hunting. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Some people delve into hunting like full bore, want to get all the animals, the grand slams and all the other stuff that's going on because that's an accomplishment for them. Yeah. Whereas, um, again, you just enjoy telling the story. And you're okay with, I don't know how you could be, but you know, it's just like running for me, sitting in a stand for hours, you know, hoping something comes by. Um, 
that that takes that takes work that really does because you got to know where their their corridors are and like where they're passing where their scrapes are stuff that i just i yeah i i tried that during elk hunting this year yeah and it just is not the experience that i wanted to sit there and wait for hopeful something to come by you know just, yeah just bored well see i'm i'm a fat boy by heart man so i like to just sit there <laughs> and chill. <laughs> yeah i'd rather be crawling over deadfall for hours than sitting yeah. there for hours like that i like to sit there and eat my lifesaver gummies and my honey buns and yeah just hang, <laughs> just hang out man i'm just there for the i'm just there for the vibe man <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. So uh, Derek and Nick are actually so it's Whitetail opener this this weekend mm. here in Texas. Um, All right, here's a brief interruption. Just wanted to give a shout out to the show sponsors. I really appreciate these companies that work here with the show, Redbeard Outdoors, to keep us running. And you guys can also go support some great companies. I love testing out gear, equipment, uh, nutritional things, so that you can get the best quality. And if it's something that I'm going to be implementing, I love providing a discount code for you guys. So just to run through the list here real quick, guys, we've got Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice for your backcountry nutritional needs. We've got, of, of course, First Form for any of your supplements, whether that be protein, uh, whether that be your micronutrients such as fish oil or a multivitamin, your greens, whatever it may be, uh, First Form and First Form Outdoors, of course. If you're looking for anything in the outdoors, uh, definitely go look at blackovis.com. Again, link down below to save some money. If you need an option for digiscoping, definitely go check out All In Digiscoping. Link down below, guys. Use code REDBEARD and you save some monies and definitely get the best digiscoping option on the market. If you're looking for bowstrings, go with A3 Archery Bowstrings. Code REDBEARD10 gets you some money off. If you want to up your glassing game, go with Kestrel Glassing Systems, guys. It's a great option for binocular. Uh, if you're looking for a bino adapter that you can use on the fly, six ounces. It's just an amazing system. Go check out KestrelGlassingSystems.com. If you want to have an amazing beard, I can't guarantee it'll come out ginger like mine, but AffectBeard.com. Go get your beard oil and your beard butter. Get rid of that itch. Definitely make it smell good, make it look good, and you'll just definitely appreciate your beard better. Go check out all those links down below, guys, so you don't have to memorize anything. All the codes are there. Plug them in, save some money, get the best quality gear and equipment that I implement on a regular basis. All right, and now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. So they're heading out this weekend. Um, I got some tickets for my my brother-in-law to go to the Houston Texans Chargers game because he's from like San Diego, like huge Chargers fan. So it's kind of like his birthday slash Christmas present. So I wasn't able to go out there with them this weekend, but the plan was pretty much to sit with them while they were hunting. And I was just going to be with my camera because, uh, uh, you know, whitetail is so abundant out here. It's, mm -hmm. you, you know, the target rich. Yeah. They, they, so Nick is, so Nick is pretty into, you know, he definitely makes it a little bit more challenging. Like he'll sit up in a, in a stand that's, you know, like 20 feet up in the air. And I think the first white tail he ever shot dude was from like 40 yards away, sit like 20 yards up in there. And it's like, all right, yeah, that's pretty impressive, you know, cause yeah. that, that's a pretty far shot. And it was, I want to say it was like double long, like perfect shot, man. He sent us the video. 
I remember whenever he was like, oh, dude, I just shot one. It was like 42 yards out or something. I remember kind of being like, yeah, right. It probably wasn't that far. <laughs> you know, and then he, he sends us the video. It finally goes through because I'm sitting with Derek and I was like, oh, wow, dude, he actually did that. Like, that was a beautiful <laughs> shot, <laughs> you know, but uh, man, like the yeah, the plan was kind of just to sit with them. Because um, like I said, like the just getting the content kind of just gives me a little bit more of those. Those goosebumps and it kind of it's it's just matches a little bit more with what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, obviously, I love being out there and I love, you know, helping out with everything, you know, I'll help them quarter it and do all that stuff. And, you know, I want to hunt myself too, because I want to get some meat as well. You know, my family loves to, loves it whenever I get all the jerky and all the cool stuff for them. But uh, at the end of the day, man, that's, that's kind of just what matters to me the most. And I do know that's hard for some people to grasp, but you know, it's, it's kind of camera first, bow hunting second. Um, Somebody asked me a long time ago, I did like a questionnaire on my Instagram and I was like, what do you want to know kind of thing? And somebody said, pick two, DNA, archery, bow hunting, or photography. Mm. And I go, you know, DNA number one, because I, I can't switch up on my friends. You know, that's just not who I am kind of guy. And then secondly, I said, it's going to surprise a lot of y'all, but photography, you know, like I, I would leave the bow behind for that. Um, and I feel like you still kind of get that experience from you know, just being around them, even if I'm just doing photography or videography and all that stuff, uh, you know, cause I've taken an animal's life. I know how it feels, uh, very weird feeling. If anybody's listening that you've never, you've never done it before. It's a very interesting feeling. I remember the first time after I did it, I just felt guilt kind of, I was like, wow, I can't believe I just did that kind of thing. Uh, but you, you know, uh, but you know, once you go through the whole process of like quartering it and, you know, getting all your meat, freezed and, and then you eat it actually or you eat it that night and everything it's 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 a little bit it changes you a little bit and you kind of just appreciate it you know you appreciate the moment and but uh you know just just the way i'm talking about this right now like it i i like to i want to be able to capture that moment with somebody who you know like nick and derek who take it very serious you know it's a very serious thing that just happened and I think we all kind of understand how serious it is, but I, it's, you know, I just want to capture that moment because I think it's powerful, you know, and, and I want to be able to share that with people. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a humbling experience. It, there's a lot of emotions that go on because, you know, you've worked hard to get to that point. Um, you know, with a bow, especially you, there's always something that can go wrong. Like I know with rifles it can, but there's less likely unless yeah, you just yeah. didn't screw down your sight. Um, and if you keep it just even just marginally clean, the rifle's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a bow, you know, there's twigs in the way you're done. You know, there's, if, if there's stuff that you don't see, you know, or the wind picks up even a little bit, even at 40 yards, like you could hit that animal a little bit further back than where you want. Or like there's so many things that go into it that when it does all come together, um, it's, it's a different, it's a different feeling. I, uh, you, you say that and I, I didn't really get to cherish, uh, the, the first time I killed, um, and, and I say kill because you do, you take the life, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't know. Some people say harvest and that's cool. I, I prefer to say what it is, you know, just yeah. so that you realize how heavy it is. It's just like with childbirth, 
people forget how how many things can go wrong in childbirth, right? Yeah, yeah. It's created a human being. Like, yeah, yeah I can't yeah, do that. Stuff, you know? dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There's so many things that can go wrong in nine months, right? And so, um, anyway, with 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 the first time I, I killed a doe, um, you know, I'd been working hard for it uh, and just couldn't quite make it happen. And then um, I had an experience where I, I got back to my truck down at the trail and uh and 40 yards up the hill like straight up the hill there was just this doe i'm like all right i'm gonna go for it yeah (laughs) so i get out you know draw my bow back she's still just looking at me great broadside shot it was so steep that the arrow literally went through both shoulders and pinned her to the mountain like that's how steep it was and uh and then she rolled snapped the arrow she actually rolled down to my truck (laughs) (laughs) like no joke and this lady um this lady came walking up and like i'm sitting there trying to have a moment because you Mm -hmm. know i've just killed this my first big game like i've killed turkeys before that but this first big game animal and i just this lady started screaming at me about how i could have shot her she was behind me and i didn't even see her like she was like way back yeah, I would have had yeah. to literally three six or like one eighty, and point my bow at it. Like it was, anyway. Uh, she was freaking out. I'm gonna call the cops. Blah blah blah. What are you doing? <clears throat> and it was on my dude's private land, um. So you know, had permissions and everything. And I just it went from a humbling moment to, you know, I had to deal with this lady screaming her head off about something. And so um, now you brought that up. I'm like, man, I, I really didn't get to have that moment with my first, my, my very first bow kill. But either way, it's it's something that that really is humbling. And 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 I love that you want to capture that experience and again, share it with others because you've got some great guys. I don't know Derek very well. I know Nick's a really good guy. Yeah, um, yeah. And he he I mean, he would be someone that would genuinely I mean, they go out there, obviously, to harvest the meat from the animal. But um, when he kills something, he's not going to just celebrate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he has, um, I want to say that he has like two videos of whenever he was self-filming himself and he, and he shot a deer, um, man, and you can almost see him like shaking after he does it. Cause I mean, yeah, we all do, but you know, whenever you're not actually watching yourself do it, mm-hmm. you know, it, he he's like shaking after it and stuff. Cause it's, it's a hard moment, man. Like mm-hmm. that it's kind of a, that just happened moment. And you have all this anxiety and, you know, adrenaline going through you and it, you know, it's, but it is a very humbling moment. I remember the, uh, so the first white tail that I ever shot, it was a heart shot and it kicked up, ran about 10 yards, looked around, kicked up again, and then just pummeled over in, in the bush right there. Like it was literally 20 yards from where I shot it. And I remember just sitting there watching it and I was like, oh shit, I just did that. <laughs> like, you know, like it was, it was a weird experience to, and then whenever I walked up to it and, you know, it didn't run off anywhere 20 yards away, it immediately died. Um, so it is the best death that, that it will probably have. But, you know, I remember walking up to it and grabbing it from its back legs and then Derek grabbed the front legs and I remember picking it up and, it didn't look that big of a doe, but once you pick it up and all that dead weight, you're like, wow, you know, it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a tough moment, but, uh, you know, I think it's something that I think it's something that you can capture in a way to be very beautiful too. Um, if you're doing it with the right people. 
you know yeah so. no definitely yeah i uh it's in and, and even the cleaning process you know that can be something that that is uh that that's really special you know you're you're trying to take care of and 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 get the the meat um you don't want to waste anything yeah, you know? and I, yeah. I i've gone as far as to try the organs um the only one that i can really maybe i just haven't cooked them right i've never been a big liver fan anyway but um the heart is probably the the only one now that i keep uh, okay. because i just can't how do you I can't it? stomach the other ones i've tried it i've tried all seasonings i've tried smoking versus grilling versus pan fry it just none of the other ones seem to work for me but the heart i yeah. i can do that how do you so, cook the heart i just cut it in thin little rings okay. so i just take it turn it sideways well i you know i cut it in half clean out all the coagulated uh blood that's in there and um you know take off all the stuff that i don't want off the outside and then i just turn it sideways and just slice it in little ringlets and that's actually my son's favorite um that's his favorite meat so oh just, really yeah, I just pan fry it or grill it um, in thin little slices, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not too chewy at all. Yep. Wow, that that's kind of surprising because you think of you know uh, something that's technically a prey, you know, mm-hmm. like they're you know they're getting chased off by like you know bobcats, coyotes, you know, uh, mountain lions, any of that stuff. You would think that the heart would be tough because there's mm-hmm. probably just so much anxiety that they have just all day. Yeah, no, yeah, that, and that's why the I do the thin, yeah. the thin ringlets rather than some people do it in like chunks or they throw it in like a soup or something. But um, if you do it in thin ringlets and then you just put some of uh, uh, I don't remember the seasoning, some basic steak seasoning on it, and I just yeah. pan fry it and then throw it in with some rice and some veggies, and it's good. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting, man. I'll have to I'll have to try that sometime. That's yeah. yeah I've never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, kidneys and I've tried kidneys and uh, liver. Liver, I just I can't like it. It's dude in it with beef. Even I don't like it. I don't like the texture. I don't. I just don't like it. Um, and then with with uh, game meat, it just has like it's like a hundred times more gamey than any other meat and even the smell of it like it i just can't i can't do it yeah <laughs> i've tried yeah. i just can't. I, I can understand that yeah maybe when i'm old and i've lost my taste buds and i want liver and onions then you know maybe maybe i'll do it then but <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it man yeah. um but yeah anyway so just you know just trying to take care of you know just appreciate what's given right not just leaving like i even take the ribs and everything, um, just to, to make sure I'm, I'm getting everything out of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, everything that's been provided to me. And so, um, but yeah, that, that's, it's definitely a cool and humbling experience for anyone that hasn't, uh, come across that. And maybe you watch a lot of YouTube videos on it. Um, and you see these people that like do the big celebration afterwards. Um, I've, I've never been in a group of guys that has jumped around and screamed and, you know, been that excited, um, you know, there's been high fives or, uh, hugs given, but it's, it's a very, it, the guys that at least that I'm with, it's very humbling. They, yeah. they, they understand what they just did. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'd recommend getting a group of guys like that guys or girls that are like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't do any of the jumping around kind of yeah. stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but yeah, it's more just like, man, that just happened. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of vibes, you know, it's kind of all righty. Well, let's, you know, let's take care of this kind of thing, you know? So, but yeah, we're all very appreciative. I mean, none of us are, are jumping in joy kind of thing. Cause I, I think we all kind of understand the magnitude of the, 
of the situation. But yeah, it's a good group of guys that I'm with, man. Like I can't say anything bad about them. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, hit on photography, archery, um, what's gotten you into that. And then let, let's talk a little bit about fitness. Um, you know, fitness is a term that, you know, some people may think bodybuilder, uh, you know, that kind of thing, but fitness has a bunch of different, I guess, avenues, just like anything else. Uh, what, I guess, where did you start with fitness? Was it sports and school or even before that? And, uh, where are you at with it now? Uh, man, so I played sports growing up and stuff. I was never really like the super athletic kid or anything. Um, but I actually stopped playing sports after my ninth grade year. I was like, man, this just, I don't want to go to practice and all this stuff. And, you know, my dad was super cool about it. Um, so I feel like I kind of held on to it a little bit longer just because my dad would, you know, he wanted me to play and all that stuff. Um, so I kind of felt like I was going to disappoint him if I just was like, Hey, I don't want to keep playing this. I'd rather go into extracurriculars and stuff. And, uh, man, so I stopped playing football after my ninth grade season. Um, you know, I started, you know, I, like I, I had started, you know, my entire football career, you know, I'd always started, um, and then in, you know, middle school and stuff, I was like, I was on the football's A team. They call it like the A and the B team that they have because too many kids play and stuff. Um, you know, so I was pretty decent at it, but I wasn't like the super Let athletic me guess. guy. You were a cornerback or uh, running back, like halfback? No, I wasn't a halfback, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't athletic enough for a skill position, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what did yeah. you play then? Yeah. So uh, in, what did I play in? Uh so in middle school, I was a strong safety, but okay. strong safeties were considered like outside linebackers on our team. Yeah. So we had like strong safeties who would kind of like drop into coverage. Like we do like a three step back and then we'd blitz sometimes and, you know, drop into like we kind of, it was kind of like a hybrid position outside of a linebacker. And then You're like, like our fourth linebackers. linebacker, you guys run yeah. like a three, four, three or something. Yeah. So it was like a three, four kind of like, kind of linebacker. Um, so I did a strong safety and then, I also played this thing that we call, which is like a swing man, mm-hmm. which kind of is like an extension of a tight end almost. Uh, so okay. the offense, they ran the slot T. So it was a lot of running, but we'd have some sets where we went out wide. And uh, so I'd go out wide sometimes. And it was kind of like your main, it was kind of the quarterback's like main read before going like in a slot receiver. If they were to pass, not even really a slot receiver. Like it would either be, I was on the line. Mm-hmm. kind of as a extension extended tight end but not right off the tackle and then other formations I was out wide hmm. so yeah it was kind of a it's kind of a weird scheme that my my high school ran they actually still run it and somehow hmm. just went to state a few years ago without <laughs> passing the ball which is mind-blowing to Something me works yeah but um yeah so I stopped doing that and then after ninth grade man I actually got into theater so I was in theater and I was doing uh, plays with our uh, advanced productions and did like the whole UIL thing for that one act play. Um, and then it was my summer of, of after my senior year going into college, I was kind of like, man, I'm just a little wink, like a little weak guy, dude. I need to start like putting on some weight, you know, because I was turned a into little- a thespian. Yeah, I was like, man, I think I graduated high school at like 135 pounds. Like, I was a small kid. Um, Last time I was 135 pounds, I want to say I was like, it was like early junior high, man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but I'm not a big guy, you know, so I was like, 
shoot, man, I need to start working out. And then I just really got into like bodybuilding and stuff. And um, I think at the end of my sophomore year of college, I was already like 185 pounds. So, you know, I, I'd put on some good muscle. Um, you know how it is whenever people start off, like they pack on muscle super quick. Mm. And then obviously I added some fat to that too, because I was just eat, eat, eat kind of thing. Um, but I've had an interesting fitness journey because I went from like the skinny kid to where I got super bulky and was, you know, doing incline press with like 225 and, you know, shoulder press with like 185, like it was nothing. And then I then once COVID hit, so I'd kind of stayed in that, in that range for a while, you know, like 175 to 185, like throughout that entire time. And then once COVID hit, the gym shut down. So I got really into running because I had to do something and I had a few dumbbells at my, at my place. So I'd, you know, do like little chest press shoulder exercises. And then I would just go off and run. And so I got really into running and man, I dropped down to like 155 pounds and was pretty shredded. Like, I think I still have some old stuff on my Instagram from, from uh, like on my, my story highlights Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like, man, I got pretty cut up, like super vascular. And then, um, so I was running and lifting weights every single day after work. That was pretty much my life. Like during the weird COVID times where I, cause COVID never stopped me from working. Like I worked for a large, you know, I'm a contractor at a large semiconductor manufacturer, like COVID that doesn't mean we're stopping baby. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I would work all day and then I'd come back and uh, go lift weights. And then I'd, and then I'd run pretty much every single day. Um, and then after that transition, uh, kind of just like stuck with, you know, weightlifting, kind of like some bodybuilding type things and whatnot. Um, you know, at one point I got really into bouldering, like rock climbing and stuff. And right now I'm kind of in a weird transition where it's like, I'm still in shape. Like you can tell that I still work out, but I'm not at my best physical form in terms mm-hmm. of like strength, my physique or my fat at the moment. Like I'm kind of like in a weird, like meh kind of spot where it's like, I still have good, <laughs> decent strength. I'm not fat. Like yeah. I still have abs kind of thing. Yeah. But man, I, I just haven't really put too much time into it lately just because I've been so busy with, mm-hmm. with work and everything that I'm doing. But, uh, it, but I, I've, it's, I've never stopped doing it though, since I was 18. Like I always go at least, you know, three to four times a week to the gym. Like it's, it's something I can't just stop doing. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you're more productive? Um, when, you know, you, you've, had those days where it's a good solid workout or good solid training session do you feel like um that i guess influences your your mindset and how work goes for the day yeah mindset and decision making so man sometimes i'll just feel like crap i don't want to i don't want to go to the gym after work sorry my water went down the wrong pipe um you know i don't want to go to the gym (laughs) yeah like i'm like over here crying (laughs) crying about the gym but um (laughs) yeah man sometimes like it's just work will be over with and it's you know i just don't want to go work out but but i know how good i'm gonna feel after i work Mm -hmm. out it's it's a given i'm gonna feel much better after i go work out no matter how bad my day was or you know how tired i am whatever the case may be so it it definitely alters your mindset um so i've had a lot of things this was kind of a good time for it because i've struggled with you know some mental health in the past even whenever I was working out a lot, but um, what's kind of good right now is that I know a lot of my work has purpose. So that that's kind of a good way to 
help me on the days that I, that I'm not able to go work out. Cause I'm just so busy or I, you know, I'm just so dead after the end of the day, like mentally, you know, my brain's just fried, um, dealing with everything, but you know, the, it, it definitely makes, puts you in a better space. Like I definitely feel way better whenever I've worked out at, you know, at least six times a week compared to three to four. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes that's just the way it, it turns out for me, man. Like I, it's just, I got too much stuff on my plate right now that I need to take care of. Um, Cause I do work in a very high stress work environment, like stuff needs to get done kind mm. of thing to, to support this facility. Cause you know, if they shut down, that's millions of dollars that they've lost kind of yep. thing. So uh, I'm definitely a lot happier whenever I am working out a lot physique wise, but uh, you know, right now I'm kind of just, you know, I'm enjoying myself kind of enjoying the things that I do uh, trying not to take work too serious, but also, you know, maintaining that, that gym life balance. So I'm in a good spot right now, but I, I probably could go to the gym once or twice more a week. If I'm being oh, honest again, yeah. it, to each, to it, it's the fact that you haven't left it. That's awesome. Um, and you're kind of in an okay spot right now. Um, yeah. you know, the, the scales shift for sure, uh, based on whatever your needs are right now, it sounds like work definitely needs a lot from you. So, um, you know, that, that's definitely something that, that a lot of people need to understand as well. Um, you know, it's just basically what, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I balloon up if I don't, if I don't, I don't even remember the last time I didn't really hit the gym. Um, but I, I just, I have a problem where I get, I gain weight a lot uh, yeah, easier yeah. than most people, which is good, you know, for muscle, but um, it's also not good for fat. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I know you've got, you've got some other uh, things that you've got to go do, but before we get off here, just real quick, um, if you want to leave something with the listeners or uh, you know, and then of course plug your whatever, if you've got a website or social media, whatever you want to let them know to go check out. Yeah, man. Uh, so my Instagram handle is Tuck W R L D or sorry, Tuck underspace W R L D uh, for Tuck World. My website with the guys DNA Archery is uh, DNAarcheryco.com. And there you can check out merch. Um, we've collaborated with a few brands. So we have things like custom stabilizers from Quattro Archery that you can check out. Um, and then also, if you go to our Instagram page, DNA Archery Co., you can see uh, both Derek and Nick. You can check out their pages. Uh, you know, Nick's very into like the reels on doing all the content kind of stuff, man, kind of walking you guys through what his hunts are like, what he's doing day to day, his fitness journey, all that stuff. Uh, Derek's a little bit more absent on social media. So I would say stick with the <laughs> stick with kind of Nick if you want that daily inspiration. Uh, come check me out if you want to see some cool photography, just kind of the silly stuff that I do. It doesn't all pertain to bow hunting. If that's not what you're, you know, if you're not into bow hunting um, and you just want to see some random stuff that I'm doing, I do a lot of product photography, a lot of photography for friends, things like that. And uh, I guess if I could leave you guys with anything, which I normally say to everybody is if you have one thing in your life that you could change to make you a better person, what would it be? And what do you need to do to do it? There we go. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And kind of along along that vein, you know, I, I saw something uh, the other day that was like, what's the biggest lie that you've been told? And it was on mm-hmm. some movie, right? So, of course, this is all scripted, but it kind of gave me goosebumps because it's true. Um, and the guy just looks at her and he's like, uh, it's not that simple. And she was like, what do you mean? He's like, that's the lie that it's not that simple because it is. 
Because if you do what they're telling you is not that simple, then you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know what movie you're talking about, man. I think I've yeah. seen that real too. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of love, I love little inspirational stuff like that too, man. I, I follow a few uh, social media accounts on like Instagram that's just like quotes from movies and stuff. I'm kind of a dramatic person. So I like that crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying it goes along with what you were saying. Like, what's the one thing that, that you, you know, you want to do and what does it take to go do it? Right. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you're not, no one's saying it's going to be easy but it's simple. You just have to shift your focus into what you're wanting to do. So I love that. That's awesome. And uh, you guys, I'll leave the links down below. Um, go check out Alex. A lot of people may think his name is Tuck, but it's Alex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Tuck world and, and all his stuff. It, it's great photography, a great guy. DNA archery co is also a great company as well, guys. So go check them out. I'll leave the links down below. And like I always say, guys, get out, live your life. And love it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Alex is just a stand-up guy, great individual, learned something about photography and other aspects of his life as well. If you have any questions or want to reach out to him again, I'll leave his link down below, guys. Go check out Alex Tucker and his uh, stuff that he's putting out there, guys. It's just amazing work. Uh, thank you so much again for tuning in. There are so many other options with podcasts. I really appreciate that you choose mine to keep coming back to leave a review, follow, subscribe, whatever the button is that you've got, uh, in your podcast platform, or if you're listening on YouTube, really appreciate it. Go check it out, share it with others, have a great day. And of course, get out, live your life and love it.